On today's podcast, we will talk about the Winter War, a David and Goliath saga of Little Finland versus the Soviet Bear. A quote that I feel like sums up the man, the myth, the legend, Carl Gustav Mannerheim, leader of Finnish forces in his struggle against the Soviets, is one by Trotter that goes, Carl Gustav Mannerheim towers above all other characters in the annals of the Winter War, arguably the greatest Baltic statesman since Gustavus Adolphus. He was an elusive, complex, enigmatic, and powerful man who urgently deserves a good English-language biography. The date is June 4th, 1867, Iskanen, Finland. The legendary leader of the Finnish day, Carl Gustav Mannerheim, is born. In 1899, he joins the Russian military and goes on to distinguish himself in the Russo-Japanese War, ascending to the rank of lieutenant general and corps commander during this war. With Russia's descent into civil war in 1917, Carl Gustav returns home and leads the newly self-declared independent state of Finland, up to then the Grand Duchy of Finland, defending off superior Red Army forces in the process. The German Freikorps, a large paramilitary as well as political organization, made up largely of World War I German veterans, helps Finland in its struggle for independence and helps shape a pro-German national sentiment that would carry on into, into the later decades. The two quotes that I believe best describe Mannerheim are, fortifications, artillery, and foreign aid will be of no value unless the ordinary soldier knows that he is defending his country, and owed to the highly motivated Finnish army that fought for self-preservation against the Soviet Union. The other quote that was uttered by Mannerheim uh, was said when Hitler's plane landed when Adolf Hitler came to visit him on his birthday. Mannerheim's aide asked him the f- asked asked the field marshal Karl Gustav if they should run towards Hitler, and he just answered, "Let the corporals do the running," as Adolf was running towards them. The secondary quote was one that I found more humorous than anything, but again, it showed that Carl Gustav bowed to no man, neither Stalin or Hitler, throughout the war. Finland, a country led by prominent nationalist and white army superstar Carl Gustav Mannerheim, has now emerged from the Russian Civil War its own state. It is now late 1939, and with Soviet claims on the part of Karelia belonging to the Finns, war seems inevitable. The demands made upon the Finnish territories constitute key areas in the main line of Finnish defense centered around the Mannerheim line, a line of defensive structures centered around pre-existing terrain. The relinquishment of this territory would mean a severe compromise to the Finnish defensive structure and was perceived as only the first of Soviet demands on Finland. The date is November 30th, 1939. Stalin demands parts of Finland with utmost priority being expansion of the border between the nations of the Karelianismus region with the hope of expanding the Soviet-Finnish border in the region for future strikes against Finland. This would be the first day of the Winter War, with Soviet forces surging across the Karelianismus as well as the region north of Lake Lake Ladoga. Stalin's move at Finland came as a result of the international turmoil that Germany's attack on Poland created. The motive for Stalin's move on Finland was that of opportunism, at the global turmoil, as well as an urge to secure the Baltic region and potentially even the Nordic region, while the world squabbled. Sweden, though unwilling to join Finland in its war against the Soviets, did send both financial and military supplies to help the Finns. Direct aid to Finland during the Winter War from Sweden included approximately two trillion, uh, or excuse me, rather two billion Swedish crowns, which is the equivalent of 312 million U.S. dollars of financial aid, uh, twice the size of the Finnish budget at the time. Um, in addition to these uh, monetary contributions, Sweden also contributed contributed 50 million rounds of ammunition, 135,000 rifles, 450 light machine guns, 347 machine guns, 
301,846 artillery shells, 144 field guns, 92 anti-armor guns, 100 anti-aircraft guns, 300 sea mines, 500 depth charges, 83 motorcycles, 83 cars, 350 trucks, 13 tractors, 17 fighter aircraft, 5 light bombers, 1 transport aircraft, and 3 reconnaissance aircraft. The attack on Finland did not achieve the rapid success Stalin and his generals had envisioned. Even with superiority in both armor and tank numbers, the Finns held on. Though, though for a long time the success of the Finns was attributed to the mythical Mannerheim line, this was little more than small concrete bunkers surrounded by tough natural t- terrain. The real reasons for Finland's success was the climate. This was not the only reason for Soviet failure, however. The officer purges of the 1930s was another reason for the failure of the Red Army in the Finnish campaign, with around half of their high-level officers being purged or killed, including three of five field marshals. The Red Army suffered from a brain drain in which ill-trained officers made up the large proportions of the ranks, resulting in poorly-led troops. The effects of these purges would be felt throughout the war, and all the way up until the German capitulation in 1945 as the Soviet Union just like all other countries fighting the war, would face a shortage of qualified officers. As German intentions to invade both Denmark and Norway became more and more apparent to the Allies, specifically Britain, the Allied nations offered to send troops to the Finnish army. With little regard for the neutrality of Norway and Sweden, Britain planned to use a Finnish cry for help as an excuse to send troops to Narvik, violating both um, Norway and Sweden's uh, neutrality in the process. Uh, Britain planned... Um, with Swedish iron uh, landing on Swedish iron ore mines and blowing them up, attempting to starve the German war economy of the resources needed for the war effort. This attempt at Nordic interventionism by the British was cast aside by the Finnish government, who saw through their shallow veil of help. After being played for weak or fools by both the Soviet Union and the Allies, Germany remained the only country that had not wronged the Finns, one of the main reasons the relationship strengthened and Finland joined Germany in their fight against the Soviet Union many years later at the start of Operation Barbarossa. The Winter War was used by Hitler to justify the inferiority of the Soviet Union, leading to the illusion of a rotten bureaucracy within the country, and was part of the explanation as to why Hitler believed he could win the war within a year, or rather half a year, believing that the ill-trained Soviet Union of the Winter War would be the same one he would face in his invasion of the Soviet Union.